Hi, this is Ryan Wisner with Green Industry Pros, and this is the Grassroots Podcast. Today, contributing editor Becky Schultz will be reporting from the Toro booth at IQ 2019 to learn more about Toro's acquisition of the Charles Machine Works brands, such as Ditchwich, and what that'll mean to customers going forward. Let's listen in. This is Becky Schultz, reporting from the Toro booth at IQ 2019. I'm here with Rick Rodier, Group Vice President, Construction Businesses for the Toro Company. Toro announced an acquisition earlier this year with the Charles Machine Works, and here we're here to learn what that means for the various brands under that umbrella, including the Ditchwich organization, and also to find out what it means for you as customers. Thank you, Rick, for joining us. Starting off, Rick, I think that for me, the um, acquisition of the Ditchwich brands, the Charles Machine Works brands, came as a bit of a surprise to a lot in, mm-hmm. of people in the industry. Can you tell me a little bit about what led up to the acquisition and why why the Charles Machine Works and its brands? Why pick that particular company? Um, well, first of all, I think we've shown over the last number of years, Toro has a, a, an interest in investing in growing uh, a portfolio business in the construction markets. And I say that broadly, so whether it be underground or landscape or commercial uh, construction, um, even right here in the booth, there's a lot of quote-unquote construction type equipment. So it's, it shouldn't be a surprise to people to say Toro's looking to even create a bigger footprint in that space. That that's, that's been, that's be, that would be pretty easy to follow. So from that perspective, it'd be easy to say, okay, if, if, if it makes sense for a merger of Charles Machine Works and Toro, that would fit that, that would help Toro fit that strategy of growing in a bigger footprint, obviously in a much bigger way than, that's a big leap versus continuing our trend of, of uh, investing and growing it organically. Um, so that is a backdrop. Uh, I'm not at all going to say, and, and can I say that we had this grandiose strategy that, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, that we were executing a strategy to merge or create a merge situation with Charles Machine. Not the case. So, uh, these things are all, these types of, of uh, mergers and acquisitions are all very different. They're all very unique. Um, every situation is different. I've been fortunate to be involved in many of them in, at the Toro company, and they're all very different. But there's one common denominator to all of them, and that's relationships. Um, uh, do you do you, can you build a, a, a solid relationship and trust factor with leadership? Um, do you get a, do you get to to know them well enough to really feel like that's um, a representation of what that company is, what they do, how they think, how they operate? And if you can get through that and, and get kind of a meeting of the minds from that standpoint, then I think you open the door to take a further examination of the good fit. And that that's how it's worked for us in the past. And that's frankly what happened with Charles Machine Works. Um, this was for them about um, you know, making sure that there's uh, they were going to go to a place that would protect uh, uh, their future, protect the legacy of what they built in the past, uh, to make sure that there was a similar mindset around investment, whether that be around brands or whether that be around channel or whether that be around products. Um, and so those are the type of things that are really important for them. And it's easy for um, an acquiry, uh, uh, acquirer to say, well, we'll do all those things. 
but actions speak louder than words. So um, once they knew what was important to them, or we knew what was important to them, they we said, well, you can take a deeper look at us. Here's brands that we've acquired in the last two to three decades. Here's how we've managed those. Here's what happened to them not a year later, a year later, but 10, 20, 30 years later. They, um, here's how we work within those communities. They were able to look at some of those things and say, that's where we want to go. That's that's That feels good to us. And others might be able to tell us that's what they want to do. You've proven that with what you've done in other places. One of the things that I've always appreciated a lot about the Charles Machine Works is just the very family-oriented culture. It, it's very down-to-earth type of environment. Do you anticipate that changing now that they're part of a larger entity, or is that also something that is, you feel is very reflective of who Toro is as a brand? Uh, first of all, it's, I, I will start by saying it's, I believe, very reflective of what Toro is. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be at the Toro company for 32 years. Um, they've been a publicly traded company from the day I walked in the door. But I've never felt that way. I've always felt that it's a family, a small company, um, a culture of, of trust, partnership, teamwork. Um, that's been part of Toro from the time I stepped in the company when it was a few million uh, or a, a few hundred million dollar company, all the way to what it is today. That that is who we are. That culture's not changed, and that is the same culture that Charles Machinery had day in and day out. That family culture. Um, everybody helping each other. We're all after the same thing. Um, you know, we're we're here to win. We're here to take care of our customers, um, but we're also here to take care of ourselves. That those, those, I said it before at the press conference, I'll say it again now. At the end of the day, that is the most important thing as part of this merger, bar none. Because if you don't have that, you're going to have people who feel like they're being at, are forced to do things that they don't think is right. They're going to be uncomfortable. They're going to uh, question your motives. And uh, and then suddenly, you know, things start to get off the rails a little bit. So, um, no, that 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 I think that that matters a lot. I feel that I've been fortunate to spend a tremendous amount of time in Perry the last six months, um, much of my life in Perry the last six months. And uh, I knew from the people I had met going into it, I felt that. But having be uh, having be down there as much as I have. Not just the, at, at the Perry plant, but the other plants and the other facilities which are the machine works and the communities that they all live in. Right. I think from the standpoint of our the people who will be listening to this podcast, the, the people who are the equipment owners, they're probably wondering, what does this mean for them? I mean, as a contractor, as a rental center operator, um, what does that this merger mean for them in terms of the brands that are going to be available to them? What does it mean in terms of the uh, dealer support network? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, those those really critical. At the end of the day, that's what that's what matters most to them. It's uh, they buy equipment as as or rent equipment to to derive revenue, and that's their livelihood. It pays their bills. Um, we don't um, underestimate the importance of that. Um, never have and, and never will. And, and, and so I would say to those folks, nothing changes. If you go to a certain dealer to buy or service your product or buy parts, if you go to a certain rental center, um, if you're used to this particular brand, whether it be orange, blue, green, yellow, whatever, um, that, that's not going to change. Um, there, there, there's uh, The outfacing services that those customers experience today are not going to change, with the possible exception of there's ways that we can help 
uh, the, that experience be even better. And that might be as our processes of the Toro company uses internally to supply parts to our dealers, to um, develop new products, technologies that we have in, in kind of in our portfolio already that could be used in our in our other brands. We'll do that, and we've done that in the past. So the hope would be that you know their day-to-day life doesn't change as they we deal with our products and our brands. But maybe in the future they might see even more products faster or different technologies that may not have been. It may, maybe we're going to be there eventually, but we might be able to 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 get some things there faster just by sharing and and, uh, and working together. What about um, the dealer network itself? Do you anticipate that we're going to see um, Ditchwich products side by side with the Toro brand mm-hmm. at some point? Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure that's that that's necessarily something we, 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 we don't we don't foresee that um, you know at the end of the day uh, we have oral, uh, multiple layers multiple different uh, types of dealers for our brand today for example we have dealers today that um, uh, are the best in the world at selling maintaining uh, and maintaining golf equipment um, so we don't ask those folks to go sell lawnmowers. We don't ask those folks to sell small doors. We don't ask those folks to sell landscape contractor equipment. They're really good at taking care of golf courses and golf course customers, and that's what they do really well. The Ditchwich dealer network has established themselves as such a strong foothold in the in the um, underground industry, um, and they're experts. They know what they're doing. They build facilities to support that customer. We don't see, we don't want we won't change that. We don't see anything changing there. If there is a chance for a dealer in a certain area that has the capability to expand and grow. We're not going to stop that and say that can't happen. But typically, that's not what we're expecting here. We're, we're you know, the, the, they're they're good at what they do. They're good at what they've established, um, and, and we're not necessarily going to force something that that doesn't work. Okay, so it really, the customer experience isn't going to change Absolutely dramatically not. at all. Um, what about the products themselves? What do you foresee going forward for the company? Um, I think uh, one of the things that uh, both both companies approach products similarly. Um, I mentioned before that um, Toro um, keeps a very uh, close eye on the amount of investment we're making around new product, um, and we have a proven track record. Even went back into the recession of not backing off one dollar of investment on product. It's a critical part of who we are. It's why we've survived 105 years. We don't see many manufacturers that are able to survive 105 years. It's because of our desire and, uh, on new equipment. That's the same with Ditchwich. So that won't change. And I, I'm, in, I'm pleased with kind of the future plans that they have in place, what they might call the product roadmaps for the future. And same with Toro. What we might be able to do, we have a pretty significant R&D group at Toro. Uh, and, and so does Ditchwitch, but uh, Toro's R&D group is pretty broad and expansive and supports all of our businesses. There's probably things, uh, technologies and processes and, and uh, things that that group works on, uh, controls, drive systems and so forth, that can migrate from current products in different markets to Ditchwitch products. We're not going to, again, force that, but that technology is going to be available in the future. It might help either change how designs are done or get products to market faster. Okay, great. Well, it sounds like our friends over at Ditchwitch are about to fire up the Super Witch, so I think we'll probably need to close out here shortly. But is there anything else that you want to share about um, what you anticipate for the future of the company or the the organizations or 
or in terms of things that um, messaging you want to share with customers going forward? Um, I, I think that, uh, and you mentioned before, Becky, I think that, that our company, this doesn't change our company. The Toro company is 7,000 employees uh, worldwide, managing multiple brands, multiple channels, supporting customers around the globe. Uh, the merger with Charles Machine Works has added more brands and it's added 2,000 more employees to our portfolio. But those employees are looking at their, their, their jobs and coming to work every day no different than they were before. And if anything, they probably might even, and not to say that they didn't before, but they might even think that there's a, 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 a more clear path for their future um, with a partner like Toro that has a track record, track record like we have. Um, and it's probably created a, a, a more of a, a, a solid uh, path in the future. Um, and that eventually we think will should emulate out to the customers as, um, you know, whether that be products, customer support, products, whatever the case. Excellent. Well, I think that should uh, take care of my questions, but uh, if there's anything else that we need from you, we'll definitely be in touch. But thank you so much, Rick, for joining me today. Yes. I appreciate the insights about what's going to happen with Toro yep. and Ditch Witch going forward. Thank you, Becky. Awesome. Appreciate thank it. you so much. Yep.